Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast. A presentation of ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat, the designer. Bear Down Bears fans, welcome into another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. Pat the Designer, Jason McKee, live from Indianapolis with uh, the internet of uh, of Indianapolis. I think I think we can all agree. <laughs> J Mac, yeah, what's hey. good? Man, hanging out, man. Just got back from practice, so back in the hotel. And uh, shout out to the Renaissance for at least giving me internet, but hopefully. We, we can make it through this podcast without me being frozen on the screen like this or something like that. So <laughs> let's keep it. Let's, let's see, man. As long as the audio come through, right? The podcast is great. Whatever we put on the video, you know, it's free game. It's free game. We'll see what happens. Hey, we got a lot to get into. Of course, takeaways from the joint practice, getting that from J-Mac, the man who got to put his eyes on it. Seven on sevens, 11 on 11s. I heard that they was hitting my quarterback out there. I don't like hearing that, J-Mac. So we got to talk about that as well. Uh, Bayless Jones continuing to have himself a day at practice. Is that yeah. moving him in the right direction? Darnell Mooney's getting back into form. And, of course, got to talk to J-Mac about who stood out most. All that and more on today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page, man. We do talk Chicago Bears daily on this channel Monday through Friday. So let's keep this thing going, man. Drop a bird down in the chat. Football season's back. We got joint practices. J-Mac. First quarter. Got to start here. Offense, we're hearing good things. Seemed like the offense did pretty well. How did Justin Fields in that first team offense look versus the Colts to you today? Yeah, it was, it was the, the biggest thing. You know, I'll start off with the environment, the atmosphere. Um, it was 7,000 plus. I mean, it, it was a great atmosphere, a great environment for a joint practice. The Colts fans were out there. There were some Bears fans out there. You can feel the intensity in the air. Uh, obviously, weather was perfect, and as the, and as the as the sun went down, it, it was even more perfect. And guys were out there competing, man. I saw some, you know, exactly what Coach Flues was talking about in terms of what they're looking for. They're looking for elite competitors, and I saw guys competing at an elite level today. Uh, let's start with their offense, um, Pat. A lot of guys, you know, there was a lot of guys that stood out to me. Um, obviously, DJ Moore, that's he always stands out. He did his thing today, as is, as is expected. Uh, you know, he's done that every practice. He did it in preseason when he got his opportunities. Um, but but the big one, and I was tweeting it out, Bayless Jones. You know, he started out, uh, they did a special teams period, and he was the punt, first punt return. I was like, oh, wow, Bayless is the starting punt returner. He fielded everything cleanly. Um, I don't know if it's just he's – I mean, obviously, there's there's a more – practice is a lot easier than the game. You know, I just feel like in the game he may be stressed out a little bit back there. Yeah. Uh, but on the offensive side of things, he did he did some really good things. He got a deep ball from P.J. Walker uh, down the left sideline in front of, in front of all the fans, uh, got his feet in bounds. Then he caught another uh, deep ball from Justin Fields in the two-minute drill in which he almost fell on my lap because I was right there, um, which, <laughs> which was pretty cool being, being that close to the action and uh, made a great diving catch and, and had the awareness to keep his feet in bounds. Uh, so, so when you see things like that, and I know there's, there's – mixed bag how people feel about Bayless Jones in Chicagoland right now but with what I saw today you know we already know he has the ability to make plays the dude's explosive when that ball's in his hands when he actually has the ball in his hand he can make plays it's just a matter of getting the ball in his hands you know what I'm saying you gotta get that ball in his hands right yeah you gotta make that catch 
Just got he's dynamic with when the ball's secured in his hand. And I'm not even trying to be funny, but the guy is, is real, a real dynamic, and I'm glad to see that he was able to, you know, put away a bad showing in preseason game one and really stand out today. Uh, some other guys that stood out to me was Deontay Foreman. He ran the ball well. He ran the ball tough inside. Uh, you know, I feel like they weren't tackling to the ground, but I felt like if it was a live play in which they were able to tackle to the ground, some of the, the long runs that he broke, I felt that was a realistic look. Uh, by the way he got through the hole, you know, by the way he lowered his shoulder and turned for more yardage. So he had a really good showing. And it's and, and it's good because when you look at that running back room, right, for Herbert, you look at Roshan Johnson that got some time with the ones early this week. So, you know, Deontay Foreman's like, hey, I got to step my game up. I didn't have a greatest showing on Saturday. I didn't get a lot of opportunities. But now I've got to you know it's crunch time. I want playing time. I got to go out there and show my worth. Uh, so I was real impressed with him in terms of the offense. And then Roshan, I mean, Roshan's just, I know I keep talking about this guy, but this guy's just, I mean, he's a football player. Yeah. And I was talking to, to one of the, the, the scouts on the sideline and they were saying how, you know, Roshan, the guys would be in a group eating on one table, Roshan's on the, on the other table looking at plays, you know what I mean? Looking at his playbook. And they're like, this dude is a football guy. He's about his business. And, and, he, and he showed that today. Uh, he caught a check down pass from Justin Fields, took a big shot. The whole coach, si- the whole coach sideline, the defense start chirping at uh, Rashawn. Rashawn's chirping back at them like, what did he do? So he goes back in the huddle. A couple plays later, Rashawn runs the inside zone play and just runs through a guy, turns for more yards, had like a 15-yard gain. Then he gets up, and he's, now he's talking back to the coach sideline. Like, <laughs> the energy that he brings to the table. I mean, it's infectious. Like, it made me have goosebumps. It made me want to go steal somebody's helmet. Like, I was pumped up. Um, so, it's just – You it's didn't just bring your own? Life. Are you telling me you didn't bring your own helmet down there? <laughs> no, nah, I could have, man. I could have asked T-Med for one, man. Thank thank, thank God for T-Med, man. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a long it's – a, it's, it's a big complex, man, and it's a hike yeah. to the practice field. So, shout out to Tony Medlin, the head equipment manager, for, for giving me, Thayer, and Joniak a ride to the practice field and stuff like that. But – there, there was a lot of guys competing, man. Those, those are the guys that really stood out uh, to me offensively. Um, I felt like, you know, Justin had an up-and-down day. Um, he threw two picks. He threw one to Rodney Thomas, the other one to oh – man, I think it's Nick Scott is his name. Hopefully I'm not butchering the guy's name. I think it was Nick Scott he threw that too. But then he came back and, like I said, made a big throw to Bayless, made some great throws. So, um, you know, he even stayed after practice and was throwing passes and running sprints. So, you know, that's what you want. You're not always going to have the best of days as a quarterback. You're going to be, you know, up and down. But at the end of the day, we want you to have more up days than down days. But you've got to be a relentless worker. You've got to set the standard and the example for the team as a whole. And if you want those guys to huddle, you've got to put in the work. They've got to see you putting in the work. You've got to encourage those guys to stay after and get work with you. That's a franchise quarterback. So, you know, he he still got some things he needs to work on, as, as does a lot of guys. But I was encouraged to see. You know, him finally compete at an elite level and get an extended look uh, against a different team. Seems like the seven-on-seven drill and the one-on-ones today was really good for Justin Fields and their first-team offense. Yeah. Seems like they were able to move the ball down the field. I mean, is it is it to the point where at this point it's a guarantee that that, that DJ Moore-Justin Fields connection is going to be there no matter who's standing in front of We saw the catch all over Twitter where DJ Moore one-hands it, basically just making it look easy. But, I mean, the route we saw DJ running, how easily Justin was able to get the ball to him. What would you take away from, from seeing these guys in one-on-one and, of course, in the seven-on-seven? 
Yeah, I mean, all of our receipt, like it was like, and, and the Colts got some really good DBs. You know what I'm saying? It was good. You know, we talk about DJ, we talk about Darnell, but um, Isaiah Ford was out there making some good catches. Jerese Fountain made some good catches, um, and it was just good to see that we have receivers that run routes with physicality. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a there's an art form to playing receiver, right? You have to be able to, and there's a certain time in which you have to be able to run routes physical because. And one-on-ones, it's man coverage. Duh, it's one-on-one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to be able to run routes physically. You got to be able to get separation. And the clip that everybody's showing with DJ Moore uh, making the one-hand catch, I mean, he's being held the whole route, you know, and he's able to run run that route with physicality, get separation, and still have the awareness and, and the mindset to be able to one-hand catch that ball and get his feet in bounds. Like, it, it, it's – I mean, it's a highlight play, but now those are plays that we've seen – Ever since DJ Moore set foot in the Bears uniform, we've seen this over and over again. He's a playmaker. Yeah. And, you know, Pat, I mean, we've seen it. We've been at training camp. Like, that chemistry is there. I mean, that chemistry is there. Like, I mean, I feel like Justin knows, you know, when he goes to DJ, he knows where to put the ball based upon what type of route DJ is throwing. Uh, that's his security blanket. You know, if he was a baby, that's his pacifier. You know, and like I said, the other guys, they did what they do. It was a good environment for those young guys to to go up and get different, you know, obviously a lot of those guys got a lot of reps because now you get to go against another, uh, you know, Indianapolis Colts, and they did they did what they were supposed to do. It's it's good to hear that that they're still continuing to be able to build off of that, even though it's not right. Just versus the Bears, because that's the that's the concern, right? Like you look good versus your own defense, and then you go out there versus somebody else, and it's like, oh man, that's not the exact same thing that we've been seeing. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do you think the struggles came in? Because I did hear that one of the interceptions, and we got to get into this as well. I did hear that one of the interceptions came off of Justin taking a hit while he's throwing the football, and all of a sudden the ball was a little bit underthrown. Is that is that facts that we 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 got that confirmed? Yeah, one of them. One of you know a lot of it's too. It's one of them was he was late on one of them. You know, late DB made a good break on the ball. The other one, I think he did get hit as he as he you know was releasing the ball. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got to – he's got to do – I mean, that's going to happen in the game, though. You know what I'm saying? So, right. it's good to see he's getting an opportunity to get a good look against a good defense. You know, we didn't – we only seen a small sample size against the Titans. Uh, there were still some guys on the coast. DeForest Buckner didn't play. He's one of their best I'm in practice today. But they do have a formidable front, uh, front group of guys that can get to the quarterback. So, it was good for our offensive line to see that type of pass rush, to see a live pass rush. You know, we know those those ones only got a limited amount of reps in preseason game one. Um, so it was good for them to get that work. It was real good elite competition today, and that's something that we're going to need. You know, we're gonna have, they're going to have to get prepared for week one. Um, I don't know how much I don't know how much they're going to play uh, Saturday. I don't know how much they're going to play in game three. So this is an important time for these guys to get some real work done before we open up with Green Bay. Second quarter. Head into the second quarter here. Second quarter brought to you by the Hard Rock Casino in Northern Indiana. You can see Black Veil, Bridges, and VV on September 28th at Hard Rock. Live tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. J-Mac, got to talk about the defense as well because I heard uh, young Anthony Richardson, he he was running around on us a little bit. A lot of the reports are he struggled, but you can see that there's talent in that young man. What were your takeaways from Anthony Richardson and how he was going at this Bears defense today? Yeah, I mean, this dude, you know, arriving at camp, 
and you know we're we're in we're inside the uh, inside their, their practice facility, um, and you know all the coach guys are coming out. So you know we're talking with with Tony Medlin. I'm talking with him, and Anthony Richardson walks right by me. Man, the dude is huge, and I'm not even gonna lie. Like you know he's big, but the dude is like I mean, it's crazy, man. And the funny thing is how we talk about how athletically gifted he is, and they're the coach uh, assistant strength coach performance rusty jones so he rusty jones was our head strength coach when i played with the bears and he just kept raving about anthony richardson you know he's like 51 he runs a four something seven percent body fat like i mean and you can see it out there I mean, the dude was put together but he's in, he, you can see why he was t- i think he only started 13 games at the university of florida man and he was he's got a great ball that ball i mean he can sling it but then he also has oh, – he's got a little bit of touch, too, to where if a receiver, receiver ran a little stop route and he – I mean, just a flick of the wrist and that ball's right there. He's throwing the ball out, out on the perimeter. Receiver's running out route. He flick of the wrist and that ball's right there. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's just – with him, I think it's going to be time. And once he starts understanding the offense and really gets in his bag and understands, you know, what defense is trying to do to him in terms of coverages and once he up because if he takes off, I mean, that's 250 pounds coming at you running a 4-4. Good luck trying to tackle that. But he also has a cannon for an arm. So once he figures this thing out, he's going to give a lot of people problems. And he did He did give us some problems uh, today defensively. But I felt like our defense did really well. I felt like our defense rose to the occasion. Uh, they were flying. We were talking trash to each other. Um, you know, when we made a play, our all entire sideline offensive players included up. So, Oh, there you go. There you go. You froze up a little bit on the end. There. We got nervous. I was like, oh, this is it. This I is it. it. <laughs> that Pat ain't moving right there. Man. I just said all that stuff, and he didn't even move. Hey, we didn't get none of it. No, I'm just playing. No, uh, the, the one thing that I did here, right, like from the defensive side that was a standout today was Eddie Jackson. Seems like Eddie yeah. Jackson went out there and was getting the job done, but uh, got a pick. Uh, Later, big boom, uh, but between him and Michael Pittman, sounded like he ended up getting a little bit dinged up. Uh, any indication on expectations for Eddie Jackson? Is he okay? What's going on with him, you know, heading yeah. into tomorrow's practice and things like that? I heard he didn't leave the sidelines, but we also saw that same thing with Chase Claypool. Yeah, he stayed out there. He did get a pick. Um, he did, like, he was flying around. Um, he stayed out there. He did get a little banged up, but he didn't. he didn't leave the field. Uh, interesting. Noah Sewell did leave the field. That was interesting. He didn't return. Not really sure what that injury is. Obviously, they're not going to tell us no injuries in preseason. So yeah. we'll have to see if, you know, if, if both of those guys are out there tomorrow or if Noah's out there um, tomorrow. So I'll have a report on that tomorrow. But, yeah, the defense, they were flying around. And, and you know what? One one guy that really was really making plays who's not getting a lot of, a lot of pub right now is uh, – the young guy, Macon Clark, wearing number twenty-five, cornerback. He he made some plays, man. Like he's got a little grit to him. He's got a little nastiness to him. And uh, you know, he was out there making some plays. He was getting some times. He was getting some extended looks. And it's good to see that when you're a young guy, you're a radar guy, dog, and you get out there, you get an opportunity, you make the most of it. That's how you. That's how you make a team. That's yeah. how you make a team. I saw Jalen Johnson out there making some plays. He had a few 
few PBUs. That's all he did in the preseason. You know, he had three special team tackles, three special team tackles in a row. And, you know, I could overhear uh, talking to another coach saying, like, how, you know, excited he was about Jalen Johnson and coming from the special teams coach. Like, you're, you're headed in the right direction for making a roster because you're going to yeah. impact the game. You know what I mean? And that's what these young guys got to understand. You have to earn your way on this roster through special teams first. And the more you ball out on special teams, plays on special teams, then you'll get an opportunity to play your position, whether, whether it's on offense or defense. But the key to it is special teams. Yeah, and, and I think, right, like there's – it's good to see that this defense, like you said, we're seeing guys go out there and make a name past just the frontline names on a consistent basis. Now, we saw it in the first preseason game. Now we're seeing it in the joint practice. Heard a lot of good things about even some of the backups on the offensive end. And Sybil Webster sounded like he had a good day. Fontaine sounded like he had a good day as well. Uh, the Justin Fields is able to find them. P.J. Walker was able to find those guys. So it's good to know that, you know, and, and I think that's what you really gain from these joint practices, right? And, and you can speak to it where you're going to get to see so much of your team going up against what they're going to see on the field more than you're going to see in preseason. Yeah, 100%. Like, you're not going to – I mean, this is for our first teamers. Like, you're getting a lot of reps. and especially in, in the practice today. I think the ones did a two-minute drill. I think each group had two entire drives of two-minute drill. So the ones got two drives in two minutes. Two's got two drives in, in two minutes. And I think threes even got, um, you know, one drive in a two-minute drill. So it's, it's reps, and that's what you want. Guys getting reps. Guys getting used to the physicality of the game. Guys getting their bodies callous, used to getting hit and stuff like that. And you need those reps to build chemistry. You need, you need those reps to work out the kinks of, you know, whatever plays being called, you know, guys on the defensive line, they need those reps against another team in which they're rushing the passer, uh, you know, which they can actually put a little bit more emphasis on rushing the passer because it's not their own teammate. So all these reps is invaluable. And these coaches love it because this gives them an opportunity to coach these guys up, you know, on a, on a, on as close to a realistic look as they're going to get. Yeah. Let's 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 keep this thing moving along, man. Let's head into the third quarter because there's so much that we got to get to today. Uh, as we get into this third quarter, J Mac seemed like the injury bug is still out that we talked about. Uh, um, uh, Eddie Jackson getting banged up today, Noah Sewell leaving with an apparent injury, but still no Jaquan Brisker, no Chase Claypool as well, no Lucas Patrick, no Tremaine. Edmonds, as you see this now, we did also have we had Nate Davis in pads today, had Demarcus Walker and Terrell Smith. But as you see those names still out there, where's your concern level? Where there's a joint practice where you're probably we've talked about get the most out of, and there's four of your major guys who aren't there. Yeah, I mean, it's concerning because the season opener is so close. Uh, Tremaine's been out for a long time. You know, Jaquan's been out for almost what two weeks now, I think. Yeah. Like it's, it's they're losing reps, but the the caveat to that is those guys have played a lot of football, and mainly Tremaine Evans. You know, he's played twice as much football as as Jaquan Brisker. So I'm not. I know he's a playmaker, he's gonna make plays. He's got to overcome, you know, whatever he's facing right now. Uh, Jaquan, I think, is gonna hurt him a little bit more because you know he was really coming into his own. He was having a good camp. 
before the injury bug hit them. And I feel like, you know, just their second year in the offense, it's his second year in his defense. The more reps he gets, you know, continuing to build continuity with the guys around him in the second year in the system, you know, mastering the scheme, you know, going through, you know, all the checks and stuff like that, you know, live. It's different from, you know, him being in a classroom, watching film, making checks and getting mental reps. Like, he needs to be out there getting the reps. So I think it's – I'm not saying it's going to hurt him right now, but I'm concerned because he's losing that grow within the scheme. And today was a perfect opportunity for him to to really grow and, and go against, you know, another team in a, in a full-speed level, you know, because he probably would have been one of those guys on Saturday that only got like a handful of reps. Well, today he would have got, you know, three, four times as many reps as he would have gotten in the preseason game. So he's losing opportunity. But, you know, I don't think he'll, you know, I feel like he'll be ready week one. You know, I've seen him walking around and he looked fine. You know, it didn't look like nothing was, nothing crazy was wrong with him. So I'm assuming he'll be, you know, in the lineup in week one. That's the hope, man. That's really the hope. What did you see out of Nate Davis today? Heard that he was in pads. Was he a full go? Was he going at a full practice? Because, you know, he the last thing we heard from him was his press conference, and it seems like off of that press conference, everybody seemed a little bit concerned about, you know, what he was doing. Because even out there, right, he's in shells. He's not doing much standing on the sideline. What did you see from Nate Davis today? Was he a full go? Yeah, let me go back to that press conference and I answer your question. That press conference was wild, right? That, that, <laughs> oh, I was just like, you didn't say it. like he was just like, hey man, like I don't feel like talking. Like it to me, it sounded like I don't feel like talking to you. Man, he today once again went up to the coaches and the trainers. He said it about forty times. <laughs> oh, I'm just like it. it I feel like he did more harm than good, though. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. listen, just yeah. say, just say, because the all the question was, was do you feel like you're ready to play? And when you say, I just, I'm going to leave that up to the trainers, it's like, okay, so you don't feel like you're ready to play because you're waiting to see what the trainers say then. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> hey, look here. Somebody gave Nate a paper, and they wrote exactly what it should have said on it. And they said, I'm going to leave that up to the trainers, <laughs> the coach. The managers. <laughs> hey, Nate wasn't going, man. Shout out to Nate Davis, though, man. Oh, but no, I mean, he, I didn't see him in team. Uh, Alex Leatherwood was in there. Um, mm. I didn't get it. I didn't see the Owen, the Owen do any one on one. It's weird. Like the dynamic of practice, where as a coach, is set up efficiently because you're going to get a lot of reps in. You have two teams, you know, putting in work. You're going you're gonna to have an efficient practice. But from a fan and analyst standpoint, it's hard to see everything. So you have um, – there's two adjacent fields. You have one field here, one field here, back to back. They're adjacent, right? So the Bears' offense is on one field going against the Colts' defense. And, and the Bears' the, the Bears defense, Colts' offense on the other field. So when the O-line – when the Bears' O-line is doing one-on-ones with the Colts' D-line, it's flipped on the other field. So you got to kind of like pick and choose what you're going to watch. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't get a chance today uh, to see one-on-ones uh, with our O-line versus the Colts D-line. I'm going to check that out tomorrow. Uh, today I was watching ones with the receivers um, and stuff like that. So I, I don't – I didn't see him in the team drills. I don't know if he did Indy. Um, I don't think he did – I'm pretty sure he didn't participate in ones either. Right. It's It's – it's concerning to me, man. I'm sorry. Like it's and it's it sucks because you never want to call into question somebody's work ethic or anything. But the the stigma placed on him as he left Tennessee was he don't like to practice. 
And we ain't seen this man at one practice. <laughs> we see him do like a, a random day of walkthrough and then he sit for two days. Now, listen, if you don't like the practice, but when the games start, you, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying that this is what's happening here. I'm not saying that he's healthy or he's not healthy one way or the other. I don't know. And I think that's the part where it's a, the speculation comes in because we don't know. But listen, if you don't like the practice, but during the game, uh, you give up zero sacks, you look like an absolute all pro. And I, well, what I'm going to say to you, right? Like, I don't have nothing to say. But it's it, what you're gonna say. You're gonna hit him with that AI. Hit him with that AI. That's what you're gonna say. <laughs> we talking about practice. That's what you're gonna practice? say. Practice. Practice. Not the game. <laughs> Not the game that I die for. We talking about practice. Come on, man. <laughs> we talking about practice. Come on. Now. <laughs> I watched that about yeah, once a year. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> that's what you're gonna say, man. And, and, hey, you know, I like you said. I didn't. I didn't know that was the with when they left. Um, you see, been there getting reps, like And like we said, we talked about it with Jaquan. He's missing, you know, opportunities to to play within this. And this is Nate's first year. It's not like it's the second year in this offense. So it's been. I'm not sure. The question that he that he said to the media about fifty times the other day. <laughs> yeah, this is this is. Hey, listen, this is, I'm gonna just let the training staff do what they do respectfully, respectfully, respectfully. Respect. I'm gonna let the training staff do, respectfully. I'm gonna let the at a certain point. When does he get disrespectful? You th- you throw too many respectfullys in a row. Eventually, it's disrespectful. We need to address that. That's the way. <laughs> You're being respectfully like, disrespectful. That's what you are. That's what you're doing. You know what I mean, like that's that's like that's like being like, hey, with all due respect, your mama. Like, like you can't you can't put those two things together, dog. Come on now. Uh, let's keep this thing moving along. Jump into this fourth quarter real quick. Fourth quarter. Let's close it out with this because the one thing that we didn't get to see on uh, Saturday's game was something that sounded like it stood out today. Look like Darnell Mooney is getting himself back into form. What are you seeing from Mooney? Does he look like that connection with him and Justin Fields is is really uh, uh, versus a, a different defense really getting back in, into form? I expect him to be better than he was uh, before the injury. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. I think I think the internet has uh, reached its limits. We got, we got we get, we're getting you in and out a little bit here, J Max. So we're probably gonna uh, bring it to a close there. I think I think that internet is stressing. It's like who said do a podcast on me? Hold on now. But uh, we appreciate you, you, you guys talking about Nate Davis and they shut it off. <laughs> That's the bear. Somebody Nate Davis is in the next room. He's in the next room. That's what's going on. He, he calls somebody. Hey, and they're talking about me. When I Get see him tomorrow, I'm gonna yeah. say. I'm a- Oh, yeah, it's over with. Yeah, that's the, 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 <laughs> that's it. The internet said it's over with. Hey, man, we appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love, rocking with us as always. We'll be back still covering this thing. J-Mac will be down there. We got our own Courtney Cronin down there as well, so we'll talk with her on the podcast tomorrow. 
Um, and, and I mean, listen, we're, we're going to keep the coverage going. Uh, hit that like button, subscribe to the page, drop a bird down, drop your best internet joke for J Mac as well. Because, uh, I mean, it, it's a good episode, man. It's always a funny episode when it's just like, yeah, man. And that's when I took. <laughs> and Johnson oh, had it. Like, wait a minute now. What? What do we say? Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Peace.